Namaste. Deep breath in. Deep breath in. Oh. Connect to your breath for a moment. It's a really neat. Um, it's a really neat um, exercise that I started to do when I started to awaken and become more conscious, <clears throat> consciously aware, consciously aware of where I was putting my attention, consciously aware of the stories that I keep telling myself that keep running through my mind when I look at my face, when I look at my body, when I look at my life. I became consciously aware and uh, I started paying attention. Breath was the first place to begin. It's very painstaking to somebody like me who was constantly hypervigilant. <clears throat> if you're just jumping on for the very first time or if you're watching from replay give me a hashtag replay let me know what your biggest takeaway was as well welcome uh, I haven't been consistent with these as far as time goes because I'm working with clients and these brilliant little revelations show up and it's like okay so how do I uh, package what just happened into a way that will be relevant for you while you're scrolling on the toilet, sitting by yourself, maybe driving in your car, uh, finish work, and you just wanted to, you know, consume something that was going to awaken you, how do I package it in a way where you yourself can not shut down or shut away, but actually awaken? If you've just joined us for the very first time in this group, uh, there's a lot of new people coming. So I wanted to welcome you and tell you how... Um, uh, grateful I am of having an opportunity and a forum and a community where I can serve, where I can answer questions from people who've been following some of my content or they've been referred here from a friend who's been lovingly nudging you into kind of looking at your life a little bit differently from a different perspective with a new lens that they might have been learning from me because this is basically what I teach. Um, if you've just met me for the very first time, my name is Dr. Nima Romani. I've been a chiropractor for the last 18, 20 years, actually almost 19 years. Uh, and holy shit, 19 years of being a chiropractor helps you learn something about human behavior. Because I realized that I couldn't solve something that was caused by a behavioral, a behavioral pattern. And 18, 19 years of working on patients at the end stage of their stress-related issues brings you a lot of perspective. Imagine, imagine what you would learn about human beings when you're seeing them through pain, when you're getting to know them and they're talking about uh, physical pain and then you're able to correlate their physical pains and their journeys through healing of these issues. You're able to correlate that because you've gotten to know them and you're like a personable person and you like talking to people and you're friendly and you're curious about human beings because you just are that curious kind of guy and then you get to know people and then they tell you the emotional breakdowns from relationship ruptures or emotional breakdowns from feelings of failure, job loss, financial loss, all of these losses from our attachments and ruptures from attachment and loss, attachment and loss, attachment and loss. Not knowing how to process all of them, it 
takes a toll on the physiology and I noticed my patients when they would start to take responsibility for their emotional state how well I first used to send them to psychologists and it didn't really didn't really resonate because a lot of times psychotherapy is just about staying in your mind and changing the story uh, so I, I really wanted to give lessons so I started giving myself permission to cr create these little workshops in my office uh, and I called these little Saturday morning workshops called life skills for a stressful world it was before <coughs> even before um, like Facebook became popular even before you could even do Facebook video um, I was just really loving teaching my patients why they were there in the first place and what they could do and I created this three-hour Saturday morning event called life skills for a stressful world and it was so much fun and it was so amazing that I knew that I had to like it was so much fun that I knew I had to spend more time doing it because that was teaching that stuff was more for me than it was for everybody else it re-inspired me to my why and it introduced me and attracted the type of patient that I really wanted to work with the type of patient that was now taking responsibility for their healing rather than saying hey doc you know they're curious to know okay so what behavioral stuff can I do what can I do that's gonna help I love working with those people <clears throat> hated working with those who wanted to take no responsibility who wanted to stay stuck in their victim story who are holding on to resentments and not realizing that their resentments were contributing to their problem I hated working with those people it brought a lot of anxiety within me I would tune out I would catch myself like angry at them I would catch myself like saying things like fucking wake up <laughs> like stuff that if I was to say to a patient I would lose my license because that's such an asshole thing to say quit playing victim you know take responsibility for that I'm sorry but get over it you know like I was noticing myself saying these things which by the way my twin brother who's a dentist he asks me all the time he's like how the hell do you listen to all of these poor me victim stories he's like soon as they start talking I just put a dental rubber dam on them he's a dentist he's like soon as they start going about their poor me stories I I'm like dude I love it when I'm you know when I'm fully boundaried not just anyone and everyone I used to just listen to everyone's stories and then I became depleted learned how to set some boundaries and now it, under a context with clients that are uh, really invested in solving the problem it's like my number one favorite thing to do because I my superpower and what makes my heart sing is listening to your story and hearing and listening in feeling and sensing because I don't just listen now I'm actually watching on the call or one-on-one -on -one. I'm watching your behavior I'm listening for the tone I'm hearing all of the little nuances in your language nuances in the pauses they reveal to me about you more than anything and I'm able to especially if I have your permission I'm able to call it out I'm like uh, no you're full of shit look again tell the truth tell the truth today I had a call uh, helping someone move through her sexual trauma <clears throat> she had not dealt with it before this kind of patient who would come in to see me as a chiropractic patient is like this like no matter what I would do to adjust her she would always be like this okay like her neck is sore like nothing is gonna help unwind somebody who's literally in this hypervigilant state which is exactly what the topic of today's um, transmission is all about is signs that you're acting from a wound 
this is very relevant to this conversation. It's actually really, really important for you to see. The reason why it's so important for you to get this is you might be behaving and your physiology will be telling you about your wounding even if you're not consciously aware of it. Your body is your unconscious mind. <clears throat> I started realizing that the patients that I'm seeing, I'm seeing their unconscious minds. I'm seeing their unconscious minds. I'm seeing their bodies. <clears throat> their bodies are telling me more than they're telling me. And so as I'm seeing somebody like this, and she's like, oh, I have had neck pain and headaches and jaw pain. And I'm like trying to adjust her. And then it turns out, oh, you had a sexual relationship with a family member when you were th from the age of three to five. Ah, you think that has anything to do with you holding on to stress like this? Yes, it does. But I'm not able to shift that just with a chiropractic adjustment. However, the tools that I've learned and I've developed called the overview method actually help you if you're willing to look to be guided into those feelings into that abandoned little girl that you feel so much shame about that you haven't told anyone about you can actually rescue her you can actually allow her the space to breathe you can actually allow her to feel seen and loved and when you do this hyper vigilance ah, high alert that you're living on starts to relax this is one of the major signs that you're acting from a wound. You have this high alert that happens all the fucking time. You can't get out of it. Let me know if this is resonating for you. Let me know if you've caught yourself through periods of time, three months, six months, one week, five years, where it was after a wound that happened. Usually it comes in the form of a fracture, a conflict, a divorce, a separation, not talking to your mother, you haven't spoken to your father in eight years, whatever your story is, usually what I've observed in my 18-year career is it has to do with the untangling fracture. It was uh, the, 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 the unrepaired fracture of a disentanglement. Let me know if you can resonate with that. Have you ever experienced, and actually write down in the comment section, I would love to hear, what has been the impact for you of a disassociated, disentangled, fractured relationship? Hey, Maureen, what's up, sister? <clears throat> Maureen recognized this years ago that these fractures were causing her physiological symptoms, that she's been trying to control hormones, digestion, all of that. And when she reached out, it was like, oh my God, guilt, shame unrepaired fracture and just by working towards healing those your physiology can shift this was the magic I discovered the patients that came to those workshops and they learned how to take responsibility how to heal those wounds essentially that's what I've been moving to I'm moving from the chiropractic realm for 18 years realizing that I'm wiser I can be way more effective to my patients clients I don't call them patients anymore I call them you know members of my community uh, members of our community you are now a member of my community just by being here and listening I I truly feel you belong you're guided here to this conversation for a reason for a purpose healing is usually that purpose that's and I suck at a lot of things 
on this planet, on that planet over there, I suck at a lot of things. But healing is my jam. Healing is where, that's my kitchen. So I understand healing at a very intimate level because I had the privilege of being able to have my hands on people and see the impacts, physical impacts, of these emotional wounding and scarring that hasn't properly healed. And so I started the journey of teaching these tools in, in the workshops. And so to make a really long story short, I'm actually writing a book about it. I now teach a global community of self-healers how to go back and heal their wounds. Not by avoiding their feelings, not by spiritual bypass, not by re regurgitating the whole victim story again in that kind of drama triangle of victim, perpetrator, hero, rescuer, and all of the drama that we have a tendency, people who message me and they like, tell me what's going on. They give me like five pages like this. Essentially what I'm hearing is the drama triangle I'm seeing. And my job when I'm working with people is to untangle and dismantle the drama triangle <clears throat> and then teach teach my clients how to go back and heal those uh, early attachment wounds. It's 7 p.m. and so they're giving love to the uh, the uh, hospital workers in Vancouver and I think people have stopped kind of banging on their windows it's kind of like old hat now after four or five months it's not like woohoo hospital workers but we still hear the loud the loud noise uh, Maureen says amazing how my gut began to heal and my ability to take on some huge challenges with with family without abandoning myself that's huge and that is that is where healing happens in the body. So when I discovered that simply by teaching people how to repair those emotional wounds and to do conflict, how to lean into conflict a little bit, how to lean into conflict and the discomfort, how to lean into being misunderstood, how to lean into your feelings, how to lean into uncomfortable conversations, how to lean into your own fucking power. All of a sudden, I was like, wow, this is where the juice is at. And so over the past 10 years, I've been slowly giving myself permission. And it was only four years ago where I realized <clears throat> where I realized that this is what I want to do. I sold my practice and I started traveling around the world and doing these workshops, teaching the overview experience, teaching the overview method, teaching this methodology of going inside and taking the trigger, understanding the background anxiety that the trigger is all about two things are happening when you're getting triggered. Anytime you have a reactivity, you have a wound. Anytime you have a reactivity, you're acting from a wound. And so a reactivity like always being on alert, high alert, is letting you know in this moment, whatever you're confronted by, there's a background sense of state of alarm background state of anxiety that's in your body because of a younger self that's been uh, you know traumatized from with a capital T traumatized with a small T you know the difference or or wounded alright those are there and they're in your body so when you are living let me know if you can sense or see yourself in that space where you are living from a place of constant high alert where do you show up that way now in relationships you'll show up that way by being anxious high alert 
high alert when you're about to approximate to one another, that's usually you're the avoidant. Or the anxious attach, actually. You're anxiously attached. That's all the neurophysiology of your upbringing and its effects on your behavior. It's all there. It all starts with earlier primitive wounding. That's where you all, that's where your neurological foundation is formed. And so when you're, uh, when you have this high alert in your body in relationship, approximating to one another makes you extremely nervous and anxious and separating from one another makes you extremely extremely anxious and nervous so what's happening is <clears throat> you're fighting reality constantly because you're on high alert you don't feel safe when you don't feel safe in your body you feel anxious getting together with your partner or separating from your partner and that's where relationship anxiety comes from you have the opposite of, of a secure attachment now when you heal that and you create that safety and you go to those background um, uh, events that are still stuck in your body that you don't remember because we don't remember our memories they don't kind of like not, not like a file drawer you know they're not ac accessible through that they must be accessed through feelings through the triggers you have to be learning you have to master the skill of going in and learning how to connect with those younger parts of you it takes practice today I helped uh, someone do that with earlier sexual trauma now she hasn't talked about that with anybody but since then she hasn't felt safe when she goes down into basements memories of when she was three years old four years old taken down from a fet with a family member they show up and all of a sudden high alert shows up she's safe it's just that she's re-experiencing those traumas as though they're here and the healing of that is impossible if you're looking externally if you're looking for somebody outside of you the right relationship maybe this right doctor is gonna help maybe this coach is gonna help never ever will it suffice it will it will always fall up short because the job is for you to see the high alert that's going on to see that high alert that's going on and to take care of it yourself and to be the one to resource and that takes time and it takes diligence and it takes practice and it takes mastery and it takes a willingness to suck and a willingness to fail but this is how you're gonna show up for you this is super duper important when you don't you're living on high alert at in relationships you show up as codependent you show up as easily triggered you show up as unsafe to be t telling the truth we have to tiptoe around you oh no we have to tiptoe we can't tell you the truth because you're so on high alert and that's ex exactly what it was like being raised by my mother and I'm not trying to make you feel guilty if you're a parent but the 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 lack of the I mean, how do I say this? The less safe I feel to tell you the truth, the more likely I will be to lie to you. Let me say that again. The less safer I am to tell my truth to you because you're so much on high alert and you're going to fucking lose your shit if the truth is, is revealed, the less safer I feel to tell you the truth, the more likely I am going to be to lie to you to avoid getting uncomfortable because of my wounds that's how human behavior is so the safer you feel in your body this hypervigilance this high alert 
the less likely somebody, the more probable you'll have of having an authentic relationship with somebody. How this shows up as work is neediness, neediness for clients, neediness for uh, uh, approval, more likelihood of putting on a mask and just putting on this mask and it's exhausting exhausting when you're living on high alert you're extremely not resourced you become codependent you have to put on a mask and you are exhausted coming home from work because nobody can tolerate bullshitting for a very long time you can't bullshit yourself you can't bullshit your way through work your work and then feel okay because you'll come home freaking exhausted your adrenals will burn burn out your body has this your and this is what also why I'm coaching now why I'm teaching now why I'm instructing and, and doing healing online and teaching these tools uh, in my workshops is because if you don't come to terms with that your body will then break down your body physiology I know too much about this your physiology is responding to the lies that you're telling or the inauthenticities that you're being the more incongruent the more inauthentic you are with your life if you're lying if you're not yourself your mental and physical uh, life will break down you will have a breakdown in your mental and physical well-being digestion will be shot you're not gonna sleep very well I'm on a men's group uh, with Neil Strauss and we have one guy and and he talks about sexuality and I'm just a big fan of his because I really resonated with him and his journey in the game and and the truth you know his fucked upness with sexuality and, and infidelity and all of that stuff just intrigued me and I really love to dance in the darkness with that so I ha I'm in a men's group with him and we have a Tuesday afternoon group call like two hours of deep kind of intensive like truth-telling and it's exhausting <laughs> and there's one guy in the group and uh, he is a fucking mess he's an absolute mess he lives in constant anxiety he's had an affair for 20 years physical has gone in and out five six years at a time stop five years at a time stop but he's been married for over 20 years and he's been hiding it from her and he is now coming to terms with the fact that this affair woman that he has this fantasy with that he's one day gonna fantasize about leaving his wife for for this woman she realized the incongruency of it and she's calling it off and he's extremely heartbroken so we're all helping him deal with the heartbreak of it while he's sneaking around and hoping and praying that his wife doesn't eventually find out and blows up his whole life already because of that incongruency his work is like just turned to shit he's a finance guy it's just he's realized the superficialness of his life and he's at a crisis and I said something to him today I was like you know it must be really difficult to not be able to actually breathe around people because you're holding on to so much lies because you're on such high alert because you have to put on a mask because taking off the mask would mean that you're gonna have love taken away from you which he doesn't see it but it's like a deep pattern since childhood 
that's where it comes from this pattern that he's living in his life is not coming from his current reality it's coming from his primary core attachment wounds as he's starting to learn he had no freaking clue about this he's just like my life's a mess i wake up all excited i half excited about the 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 dopamine high of texting this woman and having this emotional affair and 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 um texting her all these love and photos and all of this and while at the same time waking up every morning with this disgusting dread like this constant anxiety and that's the high alert that happens when you're holding on to trauma in your body let me know if this is resonating with you does this resonate where do you see yourself in that this living on high alert that happens when we have unresolved emotions we haven't dealt with our shame and we haven't learned how to take off the mask when we don't learn how to heal that our bodies will start to break down and then you go to the chiropractor you get your adjustments and they feel great at the time but then you're still back to the same patterns I just wanted to give myself permission a few years ago to actually help people address those and help take off the mask and get real it's very liberating and terrifying as fuck at the same time but it's so worth it <laughs> it's completely worth it I went from two years ago not feeling I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror I hated myself so much to the point where now I absolutely am in love with what I do uh, I love where I'm doing it and I love who I'm doing it with I work with people who are so committed to taking responsibility people DM me and say I've been following you I'm ready to finally face my shit like where do I begin and I'm like oh cool awesome and I tell everybody where to begin in the same place and it's super simple because you gotta start at the foundation and it starts with your breath it's like what what are you talking about? no no, no you uh, trust me on this <laughs> hear me now and believe me later you gotta start to shift your relationship with your breath first because the inhale and the exhale not being fully inhale causes me to live on high alert which is one of the signs that you're unconsciously living from a wound so working on repatterning that in the body is where you begin while we sort out all the other stuff there's a self-work to do this is all self-directed uh, self-guided it's self-directed work but we're we I guide people I'm not the hero I used to position myself as a hero hey I can solve help you solve your problem and I realized oh my gosh no way I was trying to rescue people because I want to be important now I'm like no 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 this is your journey you you're the hero you're the hero and you're confronted with this dragon and this dragon is having you not feel safe in your body and be on high alert and that dragon is one of the indications as I'm doing this little kind of um, installment installment number three it, uh, on signs that you're living from a wound let me know if you see yourself hey Laura let me know if you see yourself living on high alert and what it's been like Laura I'd love for you to share what it's been like for you before you began and the high alert that was constantly there and what it was like for you when you finally started with the breath work and you started to do these calls and you started to dedicate to, to changing your relationship with that younger part what did you notice starting to happen with that feeling of constantly living on high alert it was funny because Laura would show up on the group calls or the sessions and she would constantly be typing and I'd be like Laura stop fucking 
typing. That high alert is a trauma response. It's a sign of a wound from your past that you're not enough and that you don't want to miss anything because who you are in the present is not enough. And now what I'm noticing is you're letting go and you're able to sit back and you're able to observe and be on the court and do the work. Right now, you can actually engage with what I'm saying or you can just be distracting yourself. Your choice. <sighs> Connecting to your breath gets you right back in. Noticing what's coming up for you in this conversation. Let me know if you're noticing any triggers coming up. Slaying the dragon. Yes, Jen. Slay that dragon. Jen, I'd love for you to share what you just experienced today. What I want you to do right now is just notice as I'm talking what's coming up for you. Can you stay in your body or do you start to drift off? You're conditioned to drift off because being in high alert is painful in the body. So we then go into past and future. That's one of the signs that you're operating unconsciously from a wound. It fucks up your work. You show up with clients needy, codependent, and then you show up codependent in personal relationships not feeling safe, expecting other people, heroes, to come and rescue you. Well, what if you were the one to be the hero? What would that be worth to you to actually, you know, take responsibility for that? That's really what becoming trigger-proof is all about. Not trigger-less. It means respecting your trigger for the information that it's giving you. Okay? And then actually using it to go inside. So... I haven't breathed for decades. I now remember to stop and breathe and feel my body and essentially my soul. Beautiful. And as a result of doing that, Laura has noticed her skin starting to clear up because she's not anxiously picking at it anymore, which is amazing. Like it's it you you it all begins on the inside. And if you're living on high alert, that's sign number 1 that you have an unconscious wound that you got to look after. Number 2. The other sign that you're unconsciously living from a wound is fear of abandonment. How often does that show up? First, look, first, uh, let's obviously in your relationship, but let's look in your work. Do you often I fear abandonment? I used to fear the abandonment of my patients and clients. Oh my God, they're going to leave me. Oh my God, they're going to leave me. Oh my God, they're going to leave me. I know there's, you know, quite a few chiropractors tuning in right now. If you're a chiropractor or any other type of doctor, body worker, naturopath, <clears throat> acupuncturist, that feeling of terrifying fear that the patient was going to leave you. Oh my God, I'm at abandonment. When I started to heal those early attachment wounds, I started to show up at my work less needy. Sitting across from a client going, you know what, right now is not the time. Whereas before I did the work, I was like trying to convince people, you know, how often do you try to convince people of your worthiness in relationships or in your work? This fear of abandonment is one of your body's unconscious ways of giving you a signal, giving you a gift. It's saying, hey, Jen, hey, Laura, you know, hey, listen, I have a wound. There's a five-year-old version of me who was abandoned by my mother. For me, it was when I was two. I was totally abandoned by my mother or so my body told me because every time I was with a woman I was and she would pull her affection away boom I would feel abandoned so I did the natural thing that you do when you have that fear of abandonment I don't date just one no way 
That's too risky. Dating just one is way too risky to a guy like me with a paralyzing fear of abandonment. No, no, no. I must have four or five because if one of them pulls away, then at least I have a backup. And so when this gentleman on the group call today with my men's group was saying, I've always had a backup, I was like, ah, that's a sign. Because I have to bite my tongue because I can't coach him. But it's like, I can't turn it off. I'm like, hmm, that's your body trying to tell you you have a fear of abandonment because you were a perceived little eight-year-old boy, five-year-old boy who was abandoned by mom or dad who was coincidentally cheating on mom. So he cheated again and again. He was having dad cheat on mom again and again. And then he would have to emotionally look after his mother, who was distraught after another one of dad's affairs. So he had to take care of mom and be responsible, yet at the same time feel abandoned by dad. And so now that creates this fucked up relationship for protection. It's a complete protective, it's a protector inside. Okay, it's this little protector that's inside of him. So how does he protect? He's got backup. Fear of abandonment shows up physiologically in your life in certain very predictable ways. Infidelity, uh, having backup, texting people in the background, all that shit. If I'm triggering you, good. That's a little sign. If I'm, trigger, if I'm triggering you, you know, you have two choices. Hit stop and run, which try to run away from your triggers let me know how that works for you or what I'm helping people do is to awaken Ooh, the trigger is helping you it's actually guiding you back to yourself if you're courageous enough to go last week Jen was listening to me talk about uh, my uh, you know the, the the post that you can scroll down and watch sex fantasy and lies or infidelity she listened and she was just like like wanting to throw up she's like I want to throw up and I was like that was one of the comments she said and I'm like well Jen you know what that means it means you can't run away it means you gotta go in and so <clears throat> courageously she's go gone into the trigger are you are you willing and able are you able and willing to use that trigger of fear of abandonment and living on high alert okay these this installment because I'm gonna do an installment each day about this the earlier ones we did scroll back and watch the content it's pretty good fixing others sign your your unconsciously acting out of a wound fixing and pleasing number three is codependency and needing external validation those are unconscious signs your body is letting you know body because you're not doing it consciously your body is naturally trying to please others you just find yourself pulled into yes sir whatever you want everything you want oh abandoning yourself constantly being needy of approval how do I look do you recognize me you didn't say anything about how I that kind of behavior is letting you know there's an unconscious wound can you see that in your behavior Okay, hairdresser, always put myself last, no time off because I was afraid to say no, always said yes, work 14 hours a day and Sundays. Carrie, amazing revelation. I have an upgrade perception for you. Check this out. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill 
necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience. And a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Watch this. It wasn't um, uh, you were putting yourself last. <laughs> yeah, best thing ever to connect with Nima after the live. Well, you're saying that now. A week ago, you weren't saying that. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, but Carrie, when you're saying always put myself last, I'm challenging you on that perception. People who are pleasers and say, oh, always putting myself last, always putting myself last. By the way, I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying there's a blind spot here that it's going to very important for you to get on your journey I'd love for you to message me a little bit more about it because I send me a PM and tell me because I have some training trainings for you to help you with it um, you're not putting yourself last saying yes is actually putting yourself first because you get to have their approval so you're doing it very selfishly you're saying yes and you're pleasing selfishly it is purely for you it's covert narcissism. This empath pleasing is actually covert narcissism. You're actually entirely doing it for you. And that's going to hurt for you to really see that. Let me know if that's an ouch. Just say ouch if it's hurting. But if, like, ouch, rec ouch means, ugh, it's true and it doesn't feel good. That is healing. Okay? Call me out. That's why I'm here. Mwah. Thank you. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather not call, I'd change the language. Language is important to me. I'd rather call you forward, Carrie, because we haven't worked together. But you can see, I do seem like I'm aggressive, this Middle Eastern bull in a China, bull in a China shop. Uh, but actually, I, I'm really, really lovingly trying to guide you into your heart. Jen, you'll, you'll actually see that, right? You were scared. You're like, he's going to be an asshole and all that stuff. I actually have a perfect... I try to have, I have a perfect, it's not always perfect. I try to balance the masculine and the feminine because there's a time for me to say, fuck no, like grow the fuck up. And then there's other time for me to go, oh my God, that must have been so hard for you, right? There's a balance. You need both in order to grow. If I was constantly just calling you out, shaming you, that's not growth. But if I had a little bit of, you know, peace and love with a little go fuck yourself, then that's exactly what you need. <laughs> it's what I love. <laughs> this is what my wife and I have as far as relationship goes. So Carrie, look at that. Look at that part of you that it wasn't. Don't just sit here and go, I just always put myself last. No, 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 no. You put yourself first by doing that. You actually were doing it for approval. <sighs>
oh, I want to throw up is a good sign. It means, yeah, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> He's nice. I'm nice. I can be. I can be nice. Depends. Depends on my mood, right? I'm just the same. So those are the last two. Today, installment three of signs that you're acting from a wound. The first one, again, was fixing others and pleasing. The third one was codependency. The fourth one was needing external validation all the time. By the way, it's always there within us. It's just now you're able to go, oh, there I am. I'm acting from a wound. We all, we're all walking wounded. We're all wounded little children, you know, pretending to be adults. It's just the way it is. If you, especially during COVID time, in case you haven't noticed, we're all in the same boat. Uh, but when you start to notice that kind of behavior, now you can awaken and go, oh, I'm acting from a wound. It's time for me to actually go in and heal those attachment wounds. And the ones from today, installment three, is living on high alert and fear of abandonment in work, fear of abandonment in personal relationships. All of it, stands, all of it equates to a lack of freedom. This is what I want because you're by engaging and jumping in and scaring yourself a little bit to create the discipline of healing those attachment wounds you then open up access to actual freedom freedom from not having other people be control external people's validation or rejection not controlling you being able to walk into any room and speak powerfully and not have to avoid other people being able to have relationships where you're actually getting what you want and that you feel deserving of receiving for the love of God. You know, like, you know, when you keep saying the story of, you know, when you keep saying the story of always put myself last, no time off because I was afraid to say no, it's because you truly, deep down in your body, don't feel deserving of any acknowledgement don't feel deserving of any receiving of prosperity don't feel deserving of love that comes from somewhere that's behavior you're unconsciously showing up write down the impact of that behavior in the last six months of your life take a look just own it what's been the impact of that over the last six months of my of, of life and it's like holy shit I've lost for, you know you can start to see when I was living unconsciously like that I would lose friends like this uh, family dynamics I hadn't spoken to my parents for a while I would avoid uncomfortable situations my world was getting smaller and smaller and smaller and I didn't feel safe in my body when I don't feel safe in my body I could not create a healthy relationship now I got that chick right there she's just she's pregnant so she just with the doggies just chill and say hi Hi, she's all, she's like, hi, she's red. She gets, she's just like me. She hates the attention. <laughs> I met her and she's pretty amazing. And uh, I feel safe being in her presence and not in her presence. I feel safe to tell the truth. Sometimes, you know, she hasn't taken my truth really well because my truth is pretty fucking delinquent and shocking to to most, you know. But she's taken it in stride and continues to help me grow and I can help her grow and create, you know, like when you get this right and you learn how to heal those attachment wounds, your relationships end up becoming nourishing. Your relationships, God forbid, nourishing. <gasps> that's, what, that's what I want for you. 
Let me know what came up for you in this. I hope this was relevant. Tomorrow I'm going to be back with another installment. Tell me what was any questions you have. Message me a, your, a DM if you have any questions. I have a free training on becoming trigger proof. If you're new, because I've offered it on, on occasion and posts kind of like promotions, give you the promo code. Let me know. I have a 90-minute training on the steps to becoming trigger proof. Uh, normally it's 97. I give you the promo code. Just uh, say send me the training. Uh, here's the other thing I'd love for you to do. I want you to invite several of your friends that really need to hear this message. I'm, I'm standing for healed families. We've helped people heal relationships with parents, basically their primary woundings, patching the, you know, filling those cracks in the floorboard of the foundation of your emotional well-being is the, is the foundation of creating healthy attachments. And so I stand for healed families. I was able to heal my relationship with my parents. Uh, I was able to follow my vision despite what they said and disagreed with. And now we have a completely different relationship and have a baby. I have a baby on the way. I was never that guy to commit and be a dad type. I was just, and now I'm like, I can't wait to be a father, you know, like I think I'm ready for whatever challenges are, are ahead of me because I, I trust myself now. And that all, that all came from taking away that feeling of high alert and that fear of abandonment. You know, I show up less needy with clients. I show up less needy with friends, with family. Stay or go, there's no pressure. I, I've learned how to heal those fractures. And so whenever people ask me, and if you're actually really inspired to, to make that a priority and spend the next little bit just getting more connected with yourself I've made it super duper easy to do so and the best place when people ask me where do I begin the best place is breath work and inner child work and I have those of you I'm actually really stoked Maureen you're coming uh, Jen you're gonna be there uh, Laura you're gonna be there I have a link for those of you who uh, actually haven't uh, jumped in just yet on Sunday in North America Monday early morning in Australia I'm teaching a global facility I'm facilitating a global breathwork online zoom event with inner child meditation for people the, the people who are moving towards healing those primary woundings uh, with me like I'm, I'm guiding you there if you've never done inner child work this is the place to begin I've made it super duper affordable for this community um, anybody who isn't a client uh, has complete access to trainings. You can Q&A, you can share. You get to meet your younger self for the first time. And often when you meet that younger self, you might not have a, an amazing reunion. So to be guided into that and then be led into a breath work where you're learning the primitive relationship between inhale and exhale and you're practicing getting that new information into your body and releasing the old and allowing uh, trapped emotions to finally move through your body so you can heal and feel that lightness. Jen today after her um, her call said my god I've had this throat this feeling of constraint in my throat and it's 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 like after the after the session it completely wiped away. Now it's gonna come back but the question is have you learned the skills in how to access it and release it? This is what I love teaching. So let me know what resonated with you, if that was cool. If you, uh, if what was your biggest takeaway, send me a DM. Let me know your story. And uh, 
jump in on uh, on Sunday afternoon here in North America, early morning on Monday. It's only 20 bucks and three hours of training in accessing that inner voice, that inner guidance. I don't have to tell you anything. You are going to find the answer to wherever you're stuck. If you're finding yourself really in a stuck place, if you're finding yourself like dissociating from reality, if you're finding yourself feeling not nourished in your relationships, or you're like, what's my purpose? Who am I really? I've been pleasing, pleasing, and I've been hypervigilant all this time. I had this fear of abandonment. I'm constantly pleasing others. I, I don't know who I am anymore. You know, like, constantly running into codependent patterns where, where do I begin you begin with mastering your breath <laughs> still gone feel good and it will come back when you get triggered now you know exactly where to go this is the skill of learning how to become your own hero and I absolutely adore the fact that I have this opportunity to be able to share this message if you know other people I want you to think of people you really care about and actually invite them in this group and then tag them in this training because I stand for healed families people who are willing to know that it didn't start with you all of this intergenerational trauma it didn't start with you it didn't even start with your brother it didn't even start with your mother or father it, it was long before and you're just at the effect of it and now you can unplug from the matrix and create a new reality if you're willing to be courageous enough to meet your old version of the old version of yourself uh, the one that you abandoned a long time ago I just wanna I just love teaching people and guiding people back to themselves that's what becoming trigger proof is all about sending you big love and see you at the next perfect time